Welcome to the Mom on Purpose podcast. I'm Laura Johnson, and I'm here to teach you how to get out of your funk, be in a better mood, play more with your kids, manage your home better, get your to-do list done, and live your life on purpose. With my proven method, this is possible for you, and I'll show you how. You're not alone anymore. We're in this together. Welcome back to the Mom on Purpose podcast. This is Laura Johnson, your podcasting host and uh, lover of <laughs> all things summer and going back to school. It has been on my clients' minds. It has been on uh, my mind on uh, in the mom Facebook groups that I'm in. All of it. We are all talking about it. We're all thinking about it. Summer is coming to a close and school is starting soon. Now, if you're going back and listening to this, you know, months later, everything we're going to talk about is going to be applicable for any transition that you have in any point during the year. So at, at this point, when we're, we're getting to the end, we're exhausted by summer and we're starting to ramp up thinking about school. Now, some of the things that, that happen in my clients' minds and I see happening in my own mind as we think, okay, if we can just get to them going back to school, things will start to calm down again. And what I have found is that's just not the case because it's just a different kind of heart. And so I wanted to address that today and how we, how we deal with the transitions that happen and give you a couple resources um, to assist you during those transitions. Now, again, I'm talking about this with summer, going back to school, but this is going into the holidays. This is going into a busy season um, for sports, or this is going into a bunch of birthdays that you have coming up or the new year or leading up, you know, before spring break or some kind of time off of school. Now we have these transitions continually throughout the year. And when we're, when we're always looking for that next thing to feel relief, these transitions come and they kind of take us off guard a little bit and rock our world for a time. And so I wanted, that's why I wanted to spend this podcast episode, um, before we dive back into goal setting and figuring out how to do that in a very healthy way. I wanted to pause and take a break on it to really talk about this because it's important for every single mom, um, that's listening to this podcast, whether you have littles going to elementary school, all the way up to bigs going to college. So I wanted to share um, an example um, that comes from my husband when he was training for a marathon. Now, there were a lot of things. I'm not a runner, uh, so I learned a lot as he was going through that process. But one of the things that uh, he taught me was this phrase called, quote unquote, bonking. Now, there is a point when you are running a lot, you are burning a lot of calories, and there gets to be a point where your body has burned all of the reserves that it has, and you start to bonk, which means you hit a wall where your body physically starts to shut down because it doesn't have enough calories to keep going. How does that apply to going back to school? <laughs> I'll, I'll explain. So every single time we get to these transitions in our lives, when we think something is going to be easier on the other side, 
we start to overextend ourselves and push ourselves to the point beyond our energy reserves. And we will feel like we hit a wall or we bonk, just like runners experience, to where our body will start to shut down and we become so physically exhausted that by the time we get into our next transition, whatever that is in this situation, it's going back to school, we feel completely depleted to where we spend the first couple weeks just recovering, not just from summer, but we're recovering from that bonking situation to where we have overextended uh, our body and our energy reserves. So what I'm going to share on this podcast episode is how we can support ourselves and ensure that as we're going into whatever life transition that we're in, that we are, are, are fueling ourselves and are caring, caring for ourselves and our family in a way that we're supporting our energy reserves as we go so that we can make those transitions a lot smoother and a lot easier. So the five things that I have for you are to help you so that you can maintain those energy reserves and that you do not experience the back to school bonk. So again, like what typically happens is when we think about, um, going back to school, we think, okay, we're going to wake up and we're going to send the kids to school and everything's going to be magical and blissful. But what we find is that it creates so much, uh, of harder, uh, so many harder challenges come up. And so the first thing that I want you to think about is in a two to four week, like allowing yourself a two to four week window for transitions. Now, what this means is that you are preparing yourself mentally that you will be out of the groove for a time. I'm sure you have had many back to school seasons and you are very experienced in this. Yet every single one of us, my clients, me, like everybody experiences that as soon as we get back into school, we assume we're going to be in that same routine that we were at the year before and that we'll just figure it out pretty quick. And then we get really frustrated when it doesn't seem to be going very smoothly. So when, you know, with this very first thing that I want you to do to avoid the back to school bunk is to allow, like mentally prepare yourself that it will take about two to four weeks for you to get back into a groove uh, for the mornings, getting kids out the door to school and getting your systems in place. And as you go about that, then you're not angry when things start to fall apart in the morning. It's instead thinking, oh, okay, this is just part of my transitions. The kids aren't aren't accustomed to waking up at this time and getting out the door and being gone all day. And I'm not accustomed to waking them up and getting breakfast in the morning chaos of all of it. So just really think about that, like two to four weeks, mentally prepare that you will be out of a groove until you get back into that groove again with school. The second thing to avoid the back to school bonk is to create systems that support you. Now, these systems can be things or they can be people. And we talk a lot about systems, you know, in my coaching and on the podcast where I I truly do believe that our home and family life should never take you away from your purpose. I I don't believe that that is the purpose of our home or our family is that God would place us on this earth to uh, have things that drain us instead of support us. 
And and so a lot of the beliefs that I have built out is that in order for all of us to thrive in our lives, you know, within my family, that we have systems that will support every single one of our purposes and, and support the members of my household. And I teach my clients, you know, how to do that same thing. So when you're thinking about those systems to support you, it might be something like cleaning up your drop zone to where backpacks and shoes and all of that are hanging up. It might be creating um, an email folder because you're starting to get all of the school emails again or figuring out a time to talk with your partner about scheduling for the week and making sure you're both on the same page. Those are the kinds of systems that we can start putting in place right now, even before your kids go back to school, or if they have gone back to school, you're still in that transition window. Like really give yourself some space to explore what those systems could be so that they are in it, so they are supporting you. But that's also making sure that you have people to support you as well. That might be setting up carpooling. That might be, you know, if you've been thinking about working with me, working with a one-on-one coach so that you can learn these skills and how to implement these systems and and to really get uh, in better control of your emotional state and your anxiety as you're going through these transitions, you know, reach out to me. Now is the perfect time to do it so that you have support through all of this. Because as you are supported and you feel that, that's when you're able to then show up differently for your family, for your home, and and being able to create those systems that can in turn also help you. So the second thing to avoid that back to school bonk is really making sure that you have systems, things, and people uh, to support you. The third is making sure that you're fueling yourself now. Now, and this is really important for those that are runners. You already know this. I'm, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir for those of us that aren't runners. <laughs> we have to learn this is what I learned with my husband as he was going through this is once he hit that bonk, it was too late. It was, I mean, he still could get the calories and, and be able to eat in order to get those reserves in. But the food became so disgusting that it was like choking the food down and it was awful and miserable. Instead, what he had to do was leading up to his race and leading up to his long runs, he was effect- he was he was efficiently fueling his body with the food that he needed in order to sustain him. So I want you to think about that for yourself. I want you to really think about what are the things that fuel you? And are you currently doing them? Now, it's better to implement these ahead of time, but if you have not, that's okay. It's not too late. Just recognize when you're already completely depleted, it just may feel a little bit harder to get that fuel in. Now, part of this, now when I think about you know this for myself, it is making sure that I'm eating and sleeping. <laughs> it sounds so basic, but I know when I hit a point of total exhaustion, One of the things I will always go back and ask myself was, when was the last time you showered? When was the last time you ate? And how much did you sleep last night? (laughs) Like I can usually get pretty clear on some of my issues just by asking myself those three questions Uh, and brushing teeth. Like I I put that in with like showering, but yeah, the second I start getting really stressed, I just stop brushing my teeth. That's usually a sign that something internally is going on within my brain. And so I can go back to recognizing that I'm not taking care of myself in those ways. 
The other thing with this, with this step on like fueling yourself is giving yourself permission to wait on big projects or giving yourself space after you get home from a big trip or making sure that you're not, you know, whatever that, that big thing is, or that nagging thing that you think is essential to do right now. Don't do it in a transition. <laughs> Just word of advice. You know, I, and I, I can say this from a very, you know, jovial place because I'm nesting right now while I'm, be, while I'm pregnant, you know, I'm in uh, my sixth month and I'm, wanting to do all the nesting things, knowing that this transition's coming and I'm giving myself permission not to do those nesting things right now. We have done a lot of big projects this summer, but now I'm, I'm slowing those projects down in order to give myself space for this next, you know, back to school transition. So really think about that for yourself. Sometimes we can't avoid that. And that's where we can go back to creating those systems and getting people in place to help with it. But if you can avoid it, give yourself permission to put off those big projects. Give yourself permission to come home a day early from a trip so you have time to get laundry done and sleep a little bit more before you go back to school. You know, whatever that thing is for you. Okay, the fourth thing to avoid the back to school bonk is making sure that you're emotionally prepping your kids. It sounds so simple, but we spend so much time money and energy on back to school, clothes shopping, on setting up schedules, on transporting kids to and from practices, because so many of the practices have already started before school has even started. And we spend a lot of time, money and energy doing those things. But are we spending the same amount of resources on the emotional prepping of our kids? The emotional well-being of our children, that there will always be during these transitions, a natural uptick in anxiety. Part of that anxiety is good anxiety. They get uh, like nervous, excited to go back and to see their friends and to you know be like my daughter, she's eight. She's so excited to wear her back to school clothes. <laughs> like Sometimes she can't sleep at night because she's so excited about these clothes, which is so cute and so frustrating at the same time. But every single kid, we experienced it when we were kids. Like you get so excited to go back to school and see everybody after summer. But there's also this anxiety that comes of of having uh, not seeing your friends or if friends have moved away, having new teachers, especially if you're entering junior high or high school where you have multiple teachers. Uh, we have a new principal this year. And so my kids are already feeling some anxiety about the changes in the principal. All of these things, as you are recognizing this uptick in their anxiety, recognize that their behavior often changes as well. Anytime we enter a transition phase, again, whether that's going back to school, entering summer, um, birthdays, holidays, my children's behavior will always get worse before it gets better. And again, going back to step number one, like allowing those two to four weeks of transitions, that's for me to mentally prepare myself, but also to mentally prepare myself for the behavior changes that I see in my children. And, and I, we call it sad mad at our house where they will start to get really, really upset over something when in reality, they're just sad or nervous or anxious over the changes that are coming. 
And being able to know and prepare them for that, having those conversations with them that they may not be consciously aware is happening. You can bring awareness to that, to them so that they can feel, so they can normalize what's happening in their body. You can put words to things that they're feeling that they don't know how to communicate to you. And so for, for me, what that really looks like is, is just you know, dropping little like seeds along the way on, Hey, as we talk about your principle, you might feel this way inside of your body. Let me know if that happens. I know you're nervous to meet your new principle. You know, it's not very big things, but it's slowly introducing and having those conversations with them and creating a very safe place so that they can um, process those emotions even before school starts. But even more so after school starts, you can still be working through those emotions, not just asking how was your day, but how did you feel today? You know, what were some of the successes you had? What were some of the hardships you had? You know, really ask questions, open-ended questions that allow for that conversation and those emotions to be able to surface and so that you can connect and, and help them navigate through those. So step number or step thing, thing number five is uh, to avoid the back to school bonk is making sure that you write your celebrate list. Now, if you haven't listened to episode number one, or if it's been a while, go back and listen to it. It's one of my all time favorite episodes. I feel like every time I record these, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to share it. This is gold. Episode number one, where we talk about the skill of celebrating because you are worth celebrating is something that I'm passionate, like deeply passionate about for my clients and for women everywhere. There's always this trend at the beginning of the summer that happens where families will make a bucket list of things they want to do for the summer, which is great. I love that. I think it's a beautiful idea. But how often do we get to the end of the summer and we make ourselves a celebrate list of all the things we're proud of that we did during the summer? Summer is not always easy. Yes, it's fun, but it doesn't mean it's always easy. And when we give, when we get to the end of this and we start focusing so much on back to school and the, and prepping for back to school, you know, all of that, we miss out on the golden opportunity we have to celebrate the things we did well, to really celebrate the things that that we're proud of ourselves for accomplishing. And and next week, we're going to be talking, I'll be introducing the goal cycle. And the goal cycle is how we set and, and achieve our goals in a very healthy way, in a way that's very respectful to our bodies without the hustle and the pressure. But the, the, essential part of that is getting to the end and recognizing that at the end of a goal cycle, you get to celebrate, celebrate all the things that you did so amazingly well this summer. And so as you're coming to a close with summer, really look and look at and evaluate how the summer went. Now I'll share a couple of the things that I'm really proud of myself for this summer, because this summer has looked drastically different than any other summer that we've had. Uh, I do have a lot of health complications when I'm pregnant. Like I mentioned, I am six months pregnant right now. And so I really can't push my body to the extent that I normally do. And I'm not able to be as active with my children as I want to do. And with my husband's work schedule, oftentimes I'm the one that's planning, executing, taking the kids on by myself, you know, on trips. And I haven't been able to do that. 
And so what, going into this summer, I canceled all of our vacations that we had planned because uh, physically I'm not able to, to follow through on those. And I really wasn't able to play as much with my kids as I'm normally accustomed to, you know, going to the theme parks and hikes and all of those things. And so I, I really had to give myself a chance to slow down a little bit and recognize like, what am I actually proud of myself for doing? And one of the, the very first things that came to my mind is I napped. I napped almost every single day this summer. <laughs> now, I do. I, I did go and get my iron levels checked and, and I am anemic right now, which probably is why I'm <laughs> needing so many naps right now. Um, so we're working on that, uh, you know, to get that adjusted. <laughs> but when, when I think about that, like being able to nap every single day, that does not mean that my kids didn't wake me up sometimes. That doesn't mean that my kids were neglected either, but we made it a priority as a family to make sure that mom was sleeping for, you know, each day this summer. And that was a really important thing for all of us because one, if I don't sleep, I, I, my body crashes in the evening. And so I don't get to participate in bedtime like I, I normally do. And I actually really enjoy bedtime. Uh, and so I want to be there and, and participate in bedtime, but two, I just become a total grump monster. and I don't want to be grumpy all the time with my kids. And so I'm really proud of the fact that I prioritized napping this summer. Uh, and then I also was really proud of the fact that I did cancel plans. Uh, if you know me personally, you know that I do not, I do not like being in one place for very long. And I really value those trips and the times that I spend with my family and being adventurous. And so that was a really big challenge for me going into the summer thinking we actually have nothing scheduled uh, at all. And having an entire summer where we don't take a a single trip is very, um, it's a very foreign concept to me. And I was really proud that one, I honored my body and two, that we made it through summer without taking a trip. And I, yeah, it it felt, it felt like a marathon at times (laughs) where it dragged on a little bit, Uh, but we've made it through and we had our own adventures. And that's the other thing that I was really proud of myself for doing is we adjusted the adventures that we had. We always made sure every Tuesday we were going to the library. Uh, We would go to the local water park. Uh, We would have, instead of having movie nights, you know, going out to the movies, we were having movie nights at home with homemade pizza. You know, that was something that there were some baking things, simple baking things that my kids really enjoy doing that that we made sure that those things were a priority. You know, we spent time um, going on walks or to museums instead of going on hikes and going out of town. (laughs) So it, it was, it was a different summer than we've ever had, but I am so proud of the summer that we did create and the memories that we did create. And that to me is worth celebrating. That to me is, is worth taking time to tell myself how proud I am. And I want you to be able to do the same thing is make that celebrate list. It doesn't take very long. It takes just a couple minutes, but the more you are celebrating yourself, the more you're going back and fueling yourself, going back to that thing, number uh, or step number three, where you want to make sure you're fueling yourself. That's how you keep your motivation going. We, we there's, 
this is just a little tangent, (laughs) random tangent for you, but we think motivation comes from like some outside thing that we have to find motivation or we need to get more motivation or, you know, there's so many ways that we think about motivation when in reality, motivation comes from within motivation comes from us celebrating ourselves and being proud and, and recognizing the amazing, uh, good things that we're doing and giving ourselves credit for. If you want more motivation going into this new school year, take the time to celebrate yourself, write these things down and tell them to somebody else. Really give yourself credit for the amazing mom that you are and for the the incredible experiences and memories that you created with your children in the day-to-day life, maybe on vacations, whatever you were doing this summer. That's how you're going to create more motivation. That's how you're going to fuel yourself going forward. And that's how you'll avoid the back-to-school bonk um, so that you make sure that as you go forward into this next school year, that you are energized and ready to go for the next hard challenges that come up. And I, I promise you that this is what will help get you through the next transition of back to school. So I will talk with you all next week. Thank you for listening. Please share, review, and subscribe to this podcast so that together we can live life on purpose.